My name is Frank and you're listening to the Mike on Earth podcast. The following story was recorded a couple of days ago in Auckland, New Zealand. So this is a premiere, the first episode from an island, the first from New Zealand, the second one in English and a bit longer than usual. Anyway, enjoy. I was born and raised in Sri Lanka and um, one thing with being born and raised in Sri Lanka is that most most students and uh, young young people they like to want to go away and study and live overseas in a different country because as you as you probably can see in the news these days as well it's a very unstable economic situation and it's not the greatest standard of life for most people so yeah i was one of those people as well who wanted to get out and um explore the world and fi- figure out a life for myself and while i was in high school i applied to study in the us and i received a scholarship to play basketball and study for a university in the us but i couldn't end up taking it because before i finished high school i ended up tearing my acl ligament in my leg on my in my right leg right knee so i couldn't play basketball the same way i would have without that injury so i had to give up my basketball dreams at that point because it was a big part of my life and i gave i gave it up at that point and thought i'm going to have to start start afresh start new and i was actually pretty grateful to my mom who who really kicked me up the butt and told me not to not to study less because i like basketball so much make sure i keep studying and keep doing the academics as well so i did and i did have that to also help me and uh get get me acceptance to other universities as well so based on that i was like okay basketball's gone and i couldn't achieve the dream in the us and things like that and i was like i'm going to go as far away from the us as i possibly can go so <laughs> Based on that, this one's a really, really good option. It's literally on the other side of the world, almost twenty-four hours away. It was a new turning over, a new leaf for me and my life and everything. Uh, new Zealand was so attractive when it came to the adventures, outdoors, camping, hiking, things like that. And I thought, I don't have basketball, but maybe this is something that I can actually take up and enjoy with, as part of my life. So. Came to New Zealand and it was exactly how I thought it would be, and really enjoyed everything that it had to offer. So it was great. Fast forward about um, five years. So I lived in a little um, little city for New Zealand called Tauranga. I really loved living there because one side, on one side of Tauranga, you had the beach, you had the ocean, and real nice golden sandy beaches with this little mountain in the middle of the ocean almost. And people just go and climb it every morning just because they can. And it's a good exercise and all that. So it's a really, really beautiful place. And not just that, you have that on one end. And on the other side of Tauranga, you have mountains and waterfalls and lakes where you can hike. And it was it was actually a really, really amazing part of my life at that time. Uh, it's also where I met my good friend today, best friend, uh, Olivia, from Argentina as well. 
So she, I met her in Tauranga, and then she moved to Hamilton to continue her education. So we still kept in touch. We've all visited each other. We had friend trips, everything. And then one day she said she was coming over to Tauranga with a few of her friends who had who she had made from uh, the U.S. Uh, who have been living in the same residential halls as she has. So I was like, yeah, well, that's awesome. I'll be at the beach and uh, come on over. And at that moment, I it was such a quick meeting. I didn't exactly like get to like meet her friends that much. All I knew was uh, her new friends were two girls from the U.S. and whose American accents. I was like, whoa, that's very American accent. <laughs> that that was my first impression, and then I I didn't really spend too much time socializing with them. And later I realized I didn't even realize, like, remember what they even look like. So met them, said hi, and then another friend joined me. So I was like, well, um, heading over into the sea now, just going for a swim, came back. And uh, by the time I had come back, the girls had decided that they were going to leave and uh, explore some glowworms at night at a little uh, waterfall called McLaren's Falls. So I was like, okay, I'll come along. So it was in the middle of the night, like pitch black darkness. And we are walking along this little path with uh, on one side, you have rocks with uh, trees and plants and everything. And on the other side, you have this little stream flowing through from that was coming from the waterfall at the end of the walk. So we were just walking on and we, none of us had torches or anything. The only lights we had on that little walk was uh, from glowworms on the cliff walls and the plants and everything. And it was it was like walking through a forest of stars in a way. And I found myself talking to one of the American girls that had just arrived. I, I, I didn't know which one of the girls I was talking to and I didn't know what this person even looked like. All I know is I... Um, started talking to her and she seemed really really interesting and passionate about what she was talking about she really loved teaching and wanted to be uh just just was really passionate about the topic and was very driven to be that kind of person that she wanted to be and one thing i also found out was we had a decent amount in common with uh, how much we like certain types of music going hiking exploring traveling i was like oh my gosh, am I in trouble now? And I don't know what this girl even looks like. And I just met her earlier today and I have no idea who this is. But I couldn't help myself because I was actually falling for this girl's like voice and personality and everything at that time. And I had to stop myself. I was like, no, no. Because I had like just gotten out of a bad relationship before. I was like, no, I need a break. I, I just need really need a break now. But throughout the whole walk, it was it was really, really nice talking to her. It stayed in my head for a long long time there was one point we came to the waterfall and i was telling her a story about one of my hikes and she's she sounded really um fascinated by it and i was like oh i can show you some photos of it took my phone out and increased the brightness full brightness on the screen hoping that the brightness of the screen will show me what this who this girl was (laughs) but that didn't work she didn't hold the phone close enough to her face Oh man, I'm in so much trouble. I I don't know, <clears throat> but I'm really I really do like this girl. As I haven't met anybody who I've related to on such a deep level in terms of what we like and the drive and the passion with which we do things. Continued walking, kept talking, showed them around the waterfalls, the glowworms, and everything, and 
got in my car and I was driving away and I was like, what is happening to me? This is this is not normal. I'm not supposed to be feeling like this over just one day of meeting this one person like who I don't even know. All I knew about this um, girl that I spoke to was her name was Elizabeth. That's, that's all I really knew as a form of identification, I guess. Um, met them next morning at the beach to go surfing. I guess I was really, really looking forward to seeing which one of you is Elizabeth. Who did I speak to last night? And then, and then it didn't take me long to obviously like find out. Not only, like, not only are you like personality and everything. She, she was one of the most beautiful girls I'd seen at that time. When we went surfing, I realized I am really, actually, in danger of falling pretty hard this time. And that that was something I did not want happening. I had just gotten out of one. I wanted a break. I wanted to go away and like um, live my life and do some things that I wanted to do as well. But this was such a um, such an attraction that I almost couldn't stop myself. And later on, I found out that she actually had a boyfriend in the states. That 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 was I was actually relieved that she had a boyfriend because I was like, ah, okay. I don't have to worry about it. I'm safe. Respect her for having a boyfriend. That's cool. That's good. And um, that was the end of it for me. Fast forward another couple of weeks. We had a long weekend. And then Olivia gives me a call and she's like, hey, dude, do you want to come to go to Raglan with us? Um, we've all had a really, really, really bad week. And it would be nice to um, go away. And I was like, oh, boy, I don't know what's happened. But sure. Basically, what I found out was all three of them had had different kinds of bad weeks uh the bad thing for elizabeth was uh, apparently like she'd had a bad breakup <laughs> so i was like oh boy maybe i want to start liking her again but i also don't want to like be like oh you just broke up i need to give you space <laughs> i'm in trouble again i spent the weekend with them with uh them we went camping uh did a bit of surfing and kayaking as well in the raglan like black sand beaches Checked out some pancake rocks, a few caves, and uh, explored what Raglan had to offer, really. It was this little town on the West Coast, um, surface town, I would say. Lots of sustainable uh, ways to live life they were promoting. So this was all things that I really liked and some things that we've, we had in common, too. On the way back, I asked them if they'd done these two really famous hikes in our area which was uh the Wairiri Falls and um Mount Karioi and Olivia was like no they have she hadn't taken them I was like what are you doing not taking them there and we organized okay we'll see each other on like Saturday and then I'll come and pick everybody up and we can go Friday comes around and Olivia calls me and she's like she can't come because she has a field trip that she has to go for on a class I was like oh bye okay only uh Elizabeth and Sydney Sydney was the other girl who had just come from um the U.S. On Saturday morning, when I was like texting um, Sydney, she she messaged me. She was like, "Oh, actually, she's actually moving her uh, moving her boyfriend." And I was like, "Oh boy, so it's just me and Elizabeth? Oh man, okay, this is gonna be interesting, fun." Um, go over, and I'm like, "Okay, fine, we'll see." She 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 still wants to hike, and we had a really 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 good hike. All five hours, we were really talking, finding out more about ourselves. And on the way down, we sat on the side of the mountain and saw the sun go down in the ocean. And as soon as sun, which was really amazing, I was like, wow, this is something else. We were planning to go swimming in the um, ocean as well after that, even though it's pitch black darkness and the sand is also 
black sand. It's like you can hardly see anything. In order to even see where we kind of um, left our clothes and our dry towels to come back to, I had to actually <clears throat> leave my headlamp on the ground because it would be pitch black. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to see anything. And uh, that was that was one of the one of the crazier things I've actually done. Going um, swimming in the sea in the middle of the night. It, it was one hell of an experience. We had a bit of moonlight that was shining in the water. The waves just crashing against us in the sea. And we lasted about 10, 15 minutes. And then we're like, okay, time to go. The sea is getting a little too rough. We shouldn't risk it and spend too much time here. Good thing we put the um, light down because uh, if not for the light, I don't think we would have found our clothes. So got, got the towels, went back, and um, we were supposed to meet Sydney at the at a bar for pizza with her boyfriend and ended up like walking into a bar in like just our like dry clothes, hoodies, sweatpants, uh, no shoes. Yeah, had had pizza, and then I dropped her off at Orchard Park at the University of Waikato. And um, I was actually going to go um, spend the night on my friend's couch because they lived in the same residential um, area. But then when I went to my friend's um, cottage, she had locked the door and I couldn't get in. I was like, oh, bloody hell, now what? I go back to Elizabeth's um, uh, cottage. I'm like, knock on the door a few times, nothing. And then I knew she was awake, so I kind of like texted her. I was like, um, can I kind of sleep on your couch or something? Because um, Olivia's locked the door on me and I can't go in. Ended up, yeah, she kind of made this little uh, bed for me on the floor with all the couch cushions because I would not fit on the couch. I was too too tall to fit on the couch. That's where I slept that night. And um, next morning, we had planned to go to the uh, a ropes course called the Adrenaline Forest. It was basically a course of, of ropes and uh, there's quite a few zip lines on it. There was tunnels to go through. There was a lot of ropes and these were all attached from pine tree to pine tree in this in the middle of this forest and it would go all the way from level one was about five meters off the ground to 20-25 meters off the ground easily the level six and Somehow, with all the struggle and the pain and the muscles aching and all that, both of us ended up finishing the entire thing, including level six. And I was actually really surprised considering all the horror stories we'd found and how hard it was for us anyway. Considering we'd already done all that swimming and hiking the previous day, I was like, how the hell did we just do that? And then she was still down to go and do this other hike at the end of the day. Even after all of that, I was like, this girl is something else. Wow, when, when when's it going to be enough? When, what's her limit? And so we went and had a quick lunch in this ramen shop in Tauranga, a bit of ramen, and then shot off straight away to the other waterfall, which was in between where I lived in Tauranga and her, where I had to drop her off. Went for this walk through the forest, jumping over rocks and bridges and muddy uh, paths to get to the top of the waterfall. And we were, we actually made it to the top of the waterfall by sunset. Again, I was like, it's as if the world is trying to tell me something. This is just setting up romantic moment after romantic moment. Uh, Literally, like we're standing on this lookout point on one side covered in all these plants and bushes and trees. And on the other side, you have this waterfall, big, massive waterfall, just plunging meters and meters, meters into the rocks below. And you can see the spray of the water just coming off in the sunset, sunlight, just creating this magical view. 
and at that moment it felt like um i had um i that was that was this elephant in the room that needed to be talked about because i knew she knew something was up and um i obviously knew that there was something here that i couldn't like deny between our chemistry and our connection and everything that was going on so being the chicken that i am i didn't say anything i just chickened out completely and i was like oh nice view cool good um ready to go whenever you are ended up leaving that perfect view romantic as ever did nothing no use for it <laughs> and ended up walking back down dropped her off and just walked away saying we'd meet i think the next week or something i ended up telling olivia that i actually um thought that i had a serious crush on this girl and then olivia was like i'm not surprised and i can also see you ending up with someone like this what what do i do this is this is a rough situation to be in she's just broken up as well and i don't want to get in a relationship but i can't help but i actually like this girl I really really uh, a lot i ended up waiting a couple of days and olivia was like dude i think um she she probably likes you too i think after talking to her and i was like oh boy i don't know if i'm even more scared now or if i'm uh, really happy uh but she was like you should probably tell her and i was like okay i'll i'll, I'll tell her and then um that night when we were when we had met there was so many moments where i was like do i do it now do i wait later do i wait for her friends to disappear and then finally we go out of this club and we have dinner and stuff and then was, then we were on the dance floor and uh, one of our friends basically kind of forced us to dance because we were just standing around being awkward uh, since i wasn't saying anything he was like okay so what is going on here like there's something happening where someone needs to talk everybody knows there's something here but you both are not saying anything and i was like oh my gosh this is probably what i needed and then and then i asked elizabeth if she wanted to like go and talk for a second and previously because i knew i would get so nervous because i like this girl so much i realized that i would stumble on my words when i had to tell her what i liked about her and why i liked her and asked her to go out with me i ended up writing a little bit of an essay on my phone uh on my notepad to tell her all of this and I was hoping I would not have to use it but once I had started talking to her I was like oh boy um I'm at a loss for what I need to say right now do you mind if I actually read this off my phone <laughs> that that that's how crazy and chickened out I was I still wasn't like even though I people had told me that she liked me as well I was still prepared for like her not liking me back and not just wanting to be friends especially because she was there for a short period of time as a study abroad student I also had like a little piece down there just in case like she didn't want to so i had backup plans after backup plans i guess when i asked her if she wanted to go out on a date with me her response to that was actually uh heck yes and i was like whoa okay so i guess i don't have to read the rest of this cool <laughs> we decided we go out on a date later and that was to a another massive waterfall again new zealand's full of all these natural wonders took her to this waterfall we climbed this waterfall and um all these romantic situations that we are in i thought maybe this should be like the place i should be like the first kiss and kind of things again i'm such a chicken i didn't i didn't kiss her there did not did not have our first kiss that first date the next day uh my friend calls me and the first thing she says is you dumbass i was like 
I know I should have kissed her. I didn't. <laughs> what was happening later that weekend was her dad was coming to New Zealand to travel around New Zealand. They wanted to do a hike in New Zealand as well, which I was invited to and told I would come along because um it was a bit of a dangerous hike that not a lot of people have done. It was actually a uh, Mount Doom, Mount Norohoe, Doom from the Lord of the Rings. Uh that mountain we wanted to climb her dad really wanted to do it so I was like, yeah, I've done it before so I'll come along and make sure everyone's okay. Went over, we did the hike. Dad was such an amazing person. Apparently she had already told him that um she was dating me. I had no idea she had told him that. We got along really well on the hike and then um later that day when I came back to the car, my hands were really cold and it was hard to touch the steering wheel that her dad actually held my hands to warm them up. And the running joke is that I actually held her dad's hands before I held her hand <laughs> and I still haven't even kissed her and all of this. Uh but i had to make up for not having kissed her after going on a couple of dates and all this stuff um so i ended up driving like an hour and a half one day after work just with this single rose and being like never really got around to kissing you but just brought this over and i figured it was high time so that that's pretty much how we had our first kiss i was like i'll drive one and a half hours if i have to for 10 minutes to just say hi and first kiss and bye <laughs> because i know you probably have school <laughs> and that's how that happened with our first kiss and um yeah later on she was like in about 3 months when she had to leave she was like she probably won't be able to do this relationship long distance once she goes back so at the end of uh, her study abroad a uh, few months in new zealand we'll probably have to break up and like call it quits and like just enjoy it for what it was i was like yeah no that's fine i'll i'll take a few more days with you uh, as opposed to just breaking it off now and just enjoy the time we have left and enjoy ourselves so we did a few more trips <clears throat> and we had a lot of fun it was really hard to give up on something like that so i dropped her off at the airport said goodbye but somehow we kept in touch and um what we decided was we can we can try to do long distance and see what happens we did long distance and i was like okay i'll visit you at the end of the year in uh, minnesota in the us visited her and decided that we'd like to take it long distance and actually became boyfriend and girlfriend and the following year i decided she came over to visit when my parents were here and uh, she met my parents and a few months later i decided okay i'll move back move to uh, the us in um, august of 2019 moved over to the us to uh, pursue a life with her and study and work and everything this girl means so much to me and i haven't never been this sure of anything else in my life to drop my entire life that i had in new zealand and move away to a different country um i would actually like to propose to her so ended up um asking her parents about how they felt about uh, me proposing to her and they were both uh, happy with it and i ended up ordering um a ring after getting advised from her sister on what what i should be doing here uh and making sure i didn't mess that up so i ended up customizing a ring for her with uh, a jeweler with putting a personal touch on it had the ring ready and on the 4th of january we decided to take a hike to the tallest point in minnesota in the middle of winter in like minus 40 degrees celsius kind of weather and like deep snow we'll see how this goes and she didn't say no to the hike so we went over on top of the mountain there i was like we probably should try to um capture the situation and she has this 
really nice DSLR camera. And I was like, let's set this up and take some pictures and uh, see how many pictures we can take. We had this, we automated the camera to take multiple pictures on one click. And I set it up and then we were taking pictures at this. Um, and she was uh, kneeling down. I was kneeling down on one side and lots of snow, white snow, when pine trees around us and heaps of heaps and heaps and heaps. I had the ring right next to me and I was hoping I could pull it out in time before the pictures came out, but I was fumbling in my pockets and it just didn't come out. So, and then it started taking nine pictures and I, and I didn't propose. It's like, oh man, what do I do now? Uh, and then I tried to pretend to, okay, okay, wait, wait, one more time, one more time. And I went over to the camera and I clicked again, came back. I tried to take the ring out while I was coming back, but then I realized she'd see it if I took it out while I was coming back. So I came back, sat down again, and I was like trying to fumble in it again. And just I had taken it out, like started taking pictures. And I was like, damn, 18 pictures now. She's going to think I'm crazy if I go and do this a third time. Screw it. I'm just going to do it. It's like, actually, can you wait one more second? That didn't quite work out. And she was at this point, she was like, something is not right. Went back, 27 pictures coming up. <laughs> in the same spot same exact spot ended up uh, finally being able to like get the ring out and just before it started away, it was like will you marry me actually no not will you marry me i asked her <clears throat> will you not be my girlfriend anymore but then i showed the ring after that <laughs> so yeah that's how we got engaged on the 4th of january um on the highest point in minnesota which is actually not that high and um later on uh, that year we decided with COVID and everything going on and seeing how the world had reacted, we were like, we'd like to pursue a life in New Zealand. Came all the way back here. What was um, funny is after me starting with my whole leg injury to go to go to the US and then wanting to go as far away from US as I possibly could, I ended up marrying a girl from the US, living in the US for three years and then now coming back to New Zealand. So life definitely has a funny way of um, turning things around and making you do things that you just never really expected to do so yeah that's that's kind of how i met my wife and um yeah she keeps me on my toes every single day and love her the bits so yeah that's that's what got us here today <laughs> This true story from Nirosh is part of the Mike on Earth project. My name is Frank and I'm sending microphones on a journey around the planet to collect small and big memories from the lives of people like you and me. More information about the project, this story and the entire journey of the Mikes can be found at mikeonearth.net. You'll find the link in the show notes. I am curious to see who the mic will end up with next and what story this person will tell us. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to travel along. All the best and have an adventurous life.